Hey, Foot Clan. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Indeed. Look, you've drafted a ton of fantasy teams. Maybe you wish you could do the same thing with that business team of yours. If you're building a roster to win the league, uh, look, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. You can find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match Assessments and Virtual Interviews. Indeed does the hard work for you. You can sponsor a job and boom, Instant Match shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit the job description immediately after you post. With Instant Match, you can start hiring fast. Visit Indeed.com slash footballers to start hiring now. That's Indeed.com slash footballers. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. This episode is brought to you by Empower. While Empower can't tell you who to start at running back each week, they can help you tackle your money questions. Can you retire early? What's your net worth? Will you be able to afford your child's education? With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you can get clarity on your real-life financial goals. Join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. To start today, visit Empower.com. To the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your hosts, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. Ah, welcome here! Y'all crazy! Welcome in to the Megala Show, Mike. Mike can't even handle it. My heart rate's really high, guys. Your heart rate. Are you getting alerts on the watch? I I didn't do enough Peloton. <laughs> oh man, I was not ready for this. Welcome to the Megala Show, live in Los Angeles. Thank you, everybody, for being here. The Megala Show brought to you by our good friends, sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. Absolutely, we love them. How many How many best ball drafts are we doing, people? Yeah, yeah. Jason will be doing one in the middle of the show. I think I'm on the clock. clock. We've been very busy getting ready for the show. I I hope I didn't auto-draft too much. (laughs) Nope, I'm good. And your sweat level is maximum? It's out of of control. I'm sweaty. I'm overweight. I did not do any of the Peloton training. Um, I did do burger training. I did sandwich training. I did steak. Tra- oh, it went tremendously. Yeah. I finished you, every course. You powered through? Powered He's been through. spending the last one hour in front of a big fan downstairs. <laughs> That's not. Yeah, no, 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 no. This thing literally has a sign on it that says the big fan. It is a industrial huge fan, and I am a fan of it. <laughs> You're a fan of the fan? I am a, a fan, fan of, of that fan. fan because I am hot. Do we have some people out here with the UDK? Well, but what about you said he gave us the X? Can, does he give us a plus over there? Oh, yeah. They got the plus out there. What the UDK plus? The UDK plus. Yeah, it's certainly going on out there. Yeah, these these are our people. I know there are people, but one thing that I wanted to say: thank you to all of you for picking up the UDK, for coming to the live shows, for contributing because we're hitting a mark. We $250, are two hundred and fifty thousand dollars raised for St. Jude over the last seven years. I mean, that's. And that's from the generosity of the Foot Clan, and we're really proud of that. Yeah, that's your guys' is doing. You guys, uh, we, we really appreciate well, we, you. Well, we, we did some. We won, we won some fantasy That is true. We did win some titles in some celebrity leagues and yeah. got some extra quiche. 
but for the most part, it's our fans. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it. Oh, God. It's probably mostly us, Mike. I think you're right. But fans, <laughs> you guys are also great. Well, let's get it going. We got a quick question. Let's go. We're going to have some fun with this. Your job is to compare a player to a – Mike's already laughing. Well, they, look, they know it's a live show, so they know, yeah. that, they know that there's a ridiculous bit about to happen. Accurate. Compare <laughs> a player to a famous band or musician. Nice. I guess I'm going to start it after I take this sip of water. Yeah. I, I guess I control everything, so I'm going to start everything. Gabe Davis. Ooh, he's a babe. Gabe the babe. Babe Davis. Who's also going to be great this year. Gabe Davis is basically... You may not like this, then. Smash Mouth! Oh! Oh, man, the beard on the beard. The beard on the beard. Look, Gabe Davis is like Smash Mouth because he's got a few hits. They're, that, big, they're big hits. They're big hits. The four-touchdown game in the playoffs. Oh, they right. sucked me right in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it plays in your head. There's, you've got, chi there's children present. You've got Jason. the 98-yard touchdown week five last year. Sure. And just like Smash Mouth, those songs, that get stuck. In your head, and they play mm -hmm. over and over and over again. In fact, uh, what All Star has been played a billion times on Spotify. People just keep playing it. Impressive. A few big hits, a few oh, big plays. I, it's, hold on. That's Kyle's stat. A billion. A billion. A billion streams for a billion streams. Hey now, which <laughs> he's an All Star. What, what are we doing with our lives? <laughs> but just like Smash Smash Mouth. I don't want to buy the whole album. Yeah, that's right. You just want to stream. You want to stream that one track. I'll just stream the hit, and maybe I'll play it at parties. But that's like best ball to me. Yeah, yeah, it's a great best but ball I, pick. I don't want it added to my playlist this year. I don't want to buy the album, and I, I'm not going to that concert. <laughs> so I'm afraid Gabe Davis is How like Smash you? Mouth. I'm sorry. And that beard, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Good work, beard. Schneider. It's, it's beard. I've never seen, like, a soul patch upon a beard. <laughs> That's, this is a first for it me. It can be done. So, Mike. All right. What do you got for us? So, you know, sometimes there's an underground band, and they, they come out guns blazing. Just a great smash first record. You like those bands. Oh, we all do. But, like, but they're underground. And your friend's telling you, your friend's telling you, then, boom, radio's nonstop. Are you the friend in this situation? Of course. Of course I'm the yeah. friend. Of course, I know all the cool music before it's cool. Man, that's my job. Look at him. And that's why Antonio Gibson is Green Day. <laughs> there he is. Look that's at a look. I mean, he's not playing any chords. No, <laughs> no, no. The, the, the technique on the guitar is questionable. Uh, dare I say beginner level? I'm sorry, Antonio Gibson. But here's here's what I mean by that. Underground, only your best friend was telling you you need to draft Antonio Gibson as a rookie. I pointed to myself for the people yeah, on the yeah. audio podcast. Superstar. Second album, you're like, well, it's pretty good, but I'm I'm a little concerned. And then, catastrophe. A couple good songs here and there, and you're like, oh no, 
Oh, no. This band has absolutely fallen apart. And you're trying to pitch them. Yeah. And but like, you, you don't got the heart to do it anymore. And your original friend's like, no, just stay strong. Just stay strong. And then out of nowhere, American Idiot hits the airwaves, and they are back in such a big way that you cannot, you cannot say that this is not one of the most famous and impactful rock bands is that this of all year? time. And that's my point, ladies and this gentlemen. This year is American Idiot? 2023. My champion. Not your champion. Wait, you're taking him back? Not your yeah, champion. champion. You're taking him he's back? He's my champion. 2023 is Antonio Gibson becomes an American idiot, and oh, that sounds really it. bad. <laughs> but, but it's really good. But I mean it. But it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad that it's good. So there it is. Okay. That's, right. that's why Gibson's right. 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 I like it. I like it. All right, they were, the player, chanting, they were chanting your name, Jason. Well, it's your turn. Well, makes sense, but... They you know, know something good's about to happen. Well, something bad's about to happen. We'll find out. Um, I, I want to bring up a player that I don't think we talk enough about, doesn't get enough respect. Maybe we'll see. I want to talk about Geno Smith. Eh? And do we, do we of like course, Gino? This Ooh. is... That's th th this that's, is this that's is, a mixed group. Yeah, well, that's fine. This is pretty obvious. I think you're all, you know, yeah. like, clearly... Geno Smith, as a musician, is clearly Miley Cyrus. Yeah! Look at that hair. And there he is. Look at that beautiful hair. Of obvious, course he is. Obviously. It's, I know it's so obvious. Because he came in like a wrecking he ball sure last year. He sure did last year. But here's, there's a lot more than just the wrecking ball. Okay, basically both Miley Cyrus and Geno Smith started their career as someone else. You know what I mean? Like, like Miley Cyrus was Hannah Montana, and Geno Smith sucked. That was his Hannah Montana that years? That was his Hannah Montana. <laughs> he was on the Disney Channel in New York? And they spent, you know, a large chunk of their careers mostly being made fun of. Oh, no. Geno was the butt of a joke. But then this last season, he comes in like a wrecking ball. And here's the real comparison. Uh-oh. If I'm going to be honest. You should. There's a lot of people. Geno Smith is like Miley Cyrus in that he's actually really good. Yo. And so is Miley. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Look, you, you can hate all you want, but you, Miley's a genius. You've admitted so much in that last sentence. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, Geno Smith's going to have a great year. He's got great weapons. Miley Cyrus <laughs> just going to keep coming out with bangers, you know. <laughs> Talent, they, talent knows talent. I think they agree with you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Mike does because he's drafting him everywhere. Yes. Yes, I'm in on Geno Smith. He's good. I'm, I don't know about the Miley part. <laughs> you, what, you're saying you don't know if Miley Cyrus is good. I mean, I'm, I'm aware of Wrecking Ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, we have, by good fortune, some serious news to talk about. No, we don't. Hit it, Al. News and notes from around the league. Presented by USAA Insurance. Now, I'm not going to say that I'm pleased that we get to have this discussion in front of a thousand people, but I'm very pleased that we get to have this discussion in front of a thousand people. Okay. We could all comment on the Trey Lance situation, but there's one person I really want to hear from. Trey Lance to the Cowboys. Not for a third-round pick. Oh, yeah. I was way mm. off. For one of those measly fourths. Yeah. 
Well, let me get your thoughts, Mike. <laughs> oh, yes. Take the spotlight. Mm. So, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a, f- a fresh start. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, there's a starting quarterback, Dak Prescott, who's pretty good. The team likes him. What about like dynasty teams? What do they What do they do? Well, <laughs> just I mean, just well. Okay. Here, I'm going to give you a quote from uh, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones said, "The idea of Lance playing a significant role this year for the Cowboys is unlikely." Quote. <laughs> Hold on. It gets Wait, that's more, not the big... Wait, no, okay. it, get, it gets so much worse. Okay. All right. Quote, I don't want to plan on, count on, or wish for help from him this year. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, get bodied. Oh, like, you just traded for him, dude. Like, pump the guy up. The guy needs some confidence. But well, I, And Trey wanted out. So, so here's the... Here, here's my actual fantasy advice. He was in a much better situation in San Francisco. He would have like, played. Like, here's, we all think that Brock Purdy is the guy and is good, but there is a chance that Brock Purdy falls on his face. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there is a chance. Their backup is Sam Darnold. Zero percent chance that what that could go yeah, wrong. What, what could go wrong with Sam Darnold as your backup? So now he's buried on the Cowboys for multiple years. Dak Prescott, I looked at the contract. There's no way out. There is no way out for the Dallas Cowboys. Not that they want out. They just they brought Trey Lance in. They're hoping that he could become a backup who they, quote, don't want to plan on or wish for help from. Oh, no. I, mean, I, had I, mean, not, I had not heard that till this moment, and I'm literally sad for Trey Lance. Like, what? Why has Jerry got to do that? We don't wish for help. You brought him in to help your team. This poor guy. So... If you're in Dynasty, it's over. Yeah. So, so let me, let me, I've got two points to make here. The first is you were talking about how a week or so ago, before he became the third string, yeah. you were, let's call it half joking, that if you were to cut him in a Dynasty League, you would basically be putting a landmine out for right. someone else to pick him up and have to clog their roster with him. But then he became third string, and it was like I don't even know. I don't even know if it's worth that. Right now, do you try to trade him away for anything? You get a third round pick, or better. fourth, yeah, or move on from him, or are you just holding? What, what's what's the prescription here? You get you get a fourth when you yeah have a, you get a fourth when in you a three round rookie, three rookie, rookie yeah <laughs> yeah three round rookie yeah. draft. Ask for a fourth. So let me ask you. You probably this. get that. Are you clamoring to to roster Cooper Rush in your dynasty leagues? He's not, not on my really. single quarterback leagues, no, sir. No. Well, then Trey Lance, look. Here's the honest truth is, I have no freaking idea. He's he's on my roster for now. What, what's wild is those two guys, Shanahan and Lynch, would be fired yeah. if they didn't hit on Purdy in the seventh round. Yes. And now they're probably going to win a Super Bowl. The other point I want to make is more addressed to the Foot Clan because, my goodness, y'all were salty on on X. Um, There were two groups. There were 
the Mike lovers and the Mike detractors when this trade went no, through. No, no, you know, they oh, were, they no. They were on both sides, Michael. No, it's all Mike Love on Twitter. And so, all the time. In your timeline, sure. Yeah. So some Full people were saying, it took and me I, till just now to realize you were talking about Twitter. <laughs> yeah, sorry, on Twitter. I was like, who's, on, it, what, who's X is here? What radio on station X? is this? Yeah, Twitter.com. Like, yeah. Um, Go but, on. But like, you know, Andy and I were saying there's no way he'd get a, a third round pick, a day I mean, two we draft were, capital. Yeah, spot and on. then, you know, like uh, like I'd offer a seventh or a sixth round pick. And then the, he got a fourth. And so some people came to your side and were like, yes. you were so close. You said that yes. he got a fourth. Yeah. And then other people were fighting those people in threads and being like, they did. They were right. They didn't get a day two draft capital. And here's what I want to say. Take lock. Here's what I want to say. Andy and I were totally yeah. right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and here's yeah. why, because every, there were there was apparently um, interest from a lot of different teams. Buffalo was in. Yeah, uh, yeah. There, there were. I think there were five rumored teams that had made offers, and they were all sixth round picks, conditionally a fifth. That Dallas came in to win the day by offering a fourth, which was better than what everyone was offering. Yeah. And that's a day three draft capital is so I, I know that like we talk about with rookie running a lot backs. Of talk to prove how right he is. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> I hear you. And and so we talk a lot about the difference between a day two pick and a day three pick for running backs, the third and fourth. But I just want people to know we were right. Yeah. yeah. yeah everybody yeah, yeah, understands yeah. that. Yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all yeah. understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. Yeah, See, sure. they get it. Okay. More unfortunate news before some good news. Jerry yeah. Judy. Yeah. You had yeah, to talk yeah, him no. up, Andy. You yeah. had to talk him up. <laughs> Reaper's going to reap. It was just so weird because you made me profess that I believed in him. Yeah, well, that was the question. Hamstring. He's going to miss several weeks. It could be bad. No Tim Patrick. Is the renewal of Russell Wilson even possible? It's what do we think? It's far less likely now. Russell Wilson. So but here's here's the actual the fantasy thing is look, don't buy yeah, what, what the second string tight end for the Denver Broncos? Oh no. Good luck. Dulcich is gonna be just fine. Good luck. Uh but for Jerry Judy, the real actionable advice is like this this sucks. It's really bad to get a uh, a multi-week hamstring injury right at the beginning of the year because he's going to be doing everything he can. He's going to force his way back on the field. Your risk of re-injury is massive and it's just the it's not that he can't. It's that the probability is so against him as we've seen with players time after time after time who have the big hamstring injury right now. So it's, it, it really just it, it feels so, bad. It's not so, to say that, that, that he can't come back and be very good this year. If he was going to yeah, be yeah. good, he's going to be good. We saw that with Keenan Allen last year, right? Keenan Allen came back the but second half of last year. It's so painful. But if, it's you draft, if you drafted Keenan Allen, it was miserable. You had yeah. to wait way too long. He came back, got re-injured. So this is where it's like I think Jerry Judy can have a really good second half of the season, but I don't want to participate in the road to get there. And Cor I'll, I'll, I'll pick Corlin him up Sutton? off waivers. Yeah. Corlin <laughs> Sutton seems like he could actually be very relevant now. Tim Patrick is down. Jerry Judy is down. So you, I think at this point, they're just going to stink again. I mean, Sean Payton was like – 
He's hedging. He yes, that's that was the biggest takeaway of all the the we didn't really talk about it on the show, yeah. but all of his like attacking Nathaniel Hackett, and then we had Aaron Rodgers come to his coach's defense. But it's like you're you're pretty much a Hall of Fame coach, and you're at a brand new team. You took a whole bunch of cash to go there, and immediately like, well, this other guy messed things up so bad. So if it's if I'm not good, you you blame that guy. I know. I know. It was ridiculous. Yep. And uh, could have used Tim Patrick and Jerry Judy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It just you want good news? Yeah. Josh Jacobs is back, baby! Oh, yeah. Get it, Mike. Get it, Mike. Hey, I like it. Get it, Mike. I like it. Okay, Josh Jacobs is back. He's been paid a little bit more money. Okay. He even tweeted he's back, so he's excited. Yep. He's back for fantasy, Jason, just like you predicted. Yeah, I mean, we we were saying um, th- with the new CBA, people don't really hold out. I'm a little bit more scared of Jonathan Taylor, not because of the holdout, but because of the unknown around the injury. Maybe he's not injured at all. Maybe he's super injured. We just don't know, and that scares me, and there's other good players there. With Josh Jacobs, it was just he's holding out. And it's like, well, he's not going to hold out. He's he's going to play football. It's going to happen, and it's going to be for the Raiders. So we told people draft him. I hope you did when you had your opportunity for him drop into the second and third. Do you think he goes back to the first? I think or he'll be. He I think he'll be. No, by by the. It's funny because this is We're so big, close big to the draft weekend. This weekend and next weekend, he probably will stay in the second round. And so I think he's going to be a phenomenal value if you're drafting this weekend or next weekend, and he's in the second round. I would absolutely grab him. He's he's on a one year contract where they're going to give him the same workload. I don't think he's going to you know rush for eighteen hundred yards and be some unbelievable monster. Last year was the best year of Josh Jacobs' career, but he's going to touch the ball three hundred and fifty times. So long as he comes in in shape, I think we're good to go. Which speaking of that, Ian Rappaport, okay, just tweeted out. We have a picture of uh, him working out. Coming back? Yeah, yeah. Do, do we Is have he that? Signing the contract? Do we have <laughs> It's such a stupid bit. It's such a stupid bit. What are you talking about? The light smattering of applause tells me that, <laughs> that the people love that bit. The yeah. light smattering. The l- oh, I, there I it is. There it is. For those listening at home, Mike threw up a Fat that's Thor Josh, no, picture. Jacobs. Oh, that's Josh Jacobs. I told you. Wow. Fat looks- Thor is on the screen. Yeah. I just wonder if Fat Thor is going to keep the ADP in the second round because um, you're spreading this dirty rumor about Josh Jacobs. To He's be, in great shape, 2,000 yards. I'm just asking questions, to be To be fair and to be honest, which I don't think, Mike, you're being. Well, Fat Thor is still up there. So yeah. Well, my <laughs> point is if you watch the whole movie, Fat Thor gets in shape oh, and dominates. Oh, that's true. So he's fine. Okay. Josh Jacobs is back. My dynasty team is breathing easier. Yeah, who's, who's got Josh Jacobs in their dynasty roster? Congratulations. Yeah, and who overpaid for Zamir White when you're, they were a little scared? <laughs> yeah. Just you. Just me. All right, that was today's news and notes presented by USAA Insurance. Learn more at usaa.com slash insurance. It is time for some bold predictions. 
This episode is brought to you by USAA Insurance. When you're a homeowner in the military community, peace of mind is priority. And USAA Homeowners Insurance is the award-winning service to give you just that. If you have to file a claim, the process is transparent and easy. You can do it all right in the USAA app. And replacement cost coverage comes standard. That means damaged items are repaired or replaced, even if they cost more today than they did when you bought them, which could put your wallet at ease to tap the banner or visit USAA.com slash homeowners to learn more and get a quote. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by The Deal. The line between business and sports is getting blurrier by the day. To understand it all, check out The Deal, a podcast co-hosted by Yankees legend Alex Rodriguez. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, and executives like Derek Jeter, Maria Sharapova, and more. The deal takes you behind the scenes into the world of sports, business, media, and entertainment and dives into the wins, losses, and lessons learned along the way. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, listen to new episodes of The Deal on Spotify every Thursday. Ridiculously Bold Predictions. They didn't know what was going to happen. No, that, I mean, that's a... They didn't know we were about to get spicy. No, real spicy. And one of the things about this show, and we love doing this show live. We've done this show live a handful of times. Mm -hmm. One of the things that's great about it is it's always been perfectly accurate. Yeah. Every one of our bold hey. predictions historically have come I true. crushed last year. Did you? Yeah. Chris, right, let me guess. You remember? Yeah. Chris <laughs> it was Chris Olave over Michael Thomas. That worked out. Okay. We, uh, to, to be fair, we've had oh, some. Oh, yeah. I said Brady was going to stink. We actually you, did. We, we have had some hits on this. Wow. Historically speaking, I've called a lot of teams that implode. Um, we, so you, we you, had, you had uh, Austin Eckler's breakout when he was unknown. We, we've, had, we've had some hits, and that's all we'll focus on because <laughs> yeah. these are bold. We're trying to yeah. be spicy here, people. Yeah. So. What is happening? We're singing a song? Like, is there a flash mob happening right now? I can't tell because I right. can't see them. All um, right. the, you're, you're up first, Andy? I'm, I'm going to go first oh, with no. my super accurate, guaranteed, correct, remember you heard it here, bold prediction. We're on the wrong coast. <laughs> this team hasn't had a quarterback with a winning record in more than a decade. This team, in their 64 years of history, has had one head coach who stayed more than one season and had a winning record. This team has been a basement dweller. They've been easy fodder for the jokes. Mm -hmm. But the New York Jets are going to win the Super Bowl! They're going to win it all! Yes, yes. Fill your heart with hate. me. Yes. I ain't no panda bear. <laughs> I just tell the truth. It's on. It's on the newspaper. All right. All right. Let's. It, okay. Yeah, All right. Dude. Let's hear the case. Tell First, him. there's no way to overcome that reaction. <laughs> Second of all, what this means for fantasy when they win the Super Bowl. Is you, that you won them over? <laughs> every <laughs> single one of their key players is going to outperform their ADP, which means Aaron Rodgers in the tenth round 
with the darkness retreats, draft him. You wait, you draft him. Dalvin Cook, seventh round pick, draft him. They think I'm in a darkness retreat. No, you. We are. We're supporting you right now. Thank you, Mike. Let's go. I didn't realize there was this much Jets hate. I told you we're on the wrong Did, post. Let me ask you this. Hold on. Hold on. Did you hate the Red Sox before they won anything? We hate them to this day. <laughs> All they did was lose. Did you hate the Cubs when they had no World Series? Also, Jason. They just hate out here. Sidebar. I'm cutting Andy out yeah, of this yeah, conversation. Sh- um. Who is he talking about? I have no idea who these it's teams are. Baseball. These people love baseball. Uh, to, an- to answer your question, no, I did not hate these random made-up names you're, ta- okay. you're talking about. <laughs> the dragons. Did you hate the dragons? Yeah. Look, you can even, and I'm going to tell you, Mike, who's your nasty boy at the end of the draft? It's Fergalicious. It's Jake Ferguson, right? You know who else is a nasty boy? Tyler Conklin. Tyler yeah. Conklin's a nasty boy. Okay. Hold on. Yeah, you do don't you want to win your league or do you want to just boo? <laughs> See, this is the problem. Yeah, they just want to boo. We don't want to win the league. They want to do both. That's fair. Okay, fine. I'm going to skip to a wild, and a wild stat that will persuade you. Probably not, but I'm going to try. Over the last three years, I don't know if you guys even know this. An Aaron Rodgers pass attempt is worth more fantasy points than any other quarterback at all. Over the last what timeline? Over the last three years. And that includes. Boo your facts. Boo facts. (laughs) Oh, now we're talking. That includes last year in Green Bay, which you did not enjoy that experience. No, I didn't. Aaron Rodgers per pass attempt, 0.69 fantasy points. Nice. Yeah, thank you. Better than Mahomes, better than Allen, better than Cousins, better than everybody. Which means when they go on this Super Bowl run, you're going to want to put them on your team. And the NFL wants them to succeed. I'm going to tell you that. It's not just the hard knocks bump, okay? And I know, I, I know you disagree. But they've been given the best rest edge which is the amount of cumulative days rest, which is like very indicative of teams that outperform their win total in their history, in the entire NFL. You don't get to the Super Bowl unless you're projected to win more than nine games. Their win total is at nine and a half. Ipso facto, they win the Super Bowl. Yes, of course, of course. Remember hey. where you were, <laughs> okay? And I want letters from each of you when they win. All right. Brooks will get you the address. Apologies from all of you. So am I up? Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. Go for it, Mike. All right. I'm calling. Be bold, but not that bold. I am calling my bold prediction the changing of the guard at the wide receiver position. It piggybacks a little bit off of you because I have three sophomore wide receivers in my bold prediction, three sophomore wide receivers finishing in the top 12. We're going to start at mild, and we're going to work our way to spicy. Yeah, I would start mild with these guys, honestly. (laughs) They could not handle that. So here's the the deal. Since 2015, we've had three sophomore wide receivers in the top 12, only twice. So we had it in 2015, 
which included you guys remember when Allen Robinson was good? <laughs> that was a great time to be Where's alive. Where's all the Rams fans? That was at? a great time to be alive. Mike, I just came off the booze. Can I'm, we just I'm like, sorry. I'm sorry to bleh, open that wound. Bleh. And last year we had four. So I'm going to start at the top. Garrett Wilson. He's being drafted. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, cheer for me. <laughs> yes. Just so you know, he plays for the Jets. He plays for the team I just talked about. Now we remove that. Yeah. So here's the deal. Great point, Mike. Garrett, Garrett Wilson. It's, this is really mild because – He's being drafted at wide receiver 10. Yeah, so your take is he's going to be good, real bold. He's got Aaron Rodgers. I don't have to they convince like you. you. I don't have to convince you. Second one, my guy, Christian Olave. We're just on, saying names of good players. Andy, we haven't gotten to, we haven't gotten to the third name yet. Yeah, so That one they might not cheer. Here's the thing. Is ADP wide receiver 12? I don't have to convince y'all that – we believe in Chris Olave and what he's going to do. Olave targeted on 27.6% of his routes, second highest among rookies since 2014. He's the dude. Here we go. Grab the Pepto-Bismol. Drake London. Drake London finishes inside the top 12. And no, he here, does. No, he doesn't. And here is my case. Here is my – let me make my case. Okay. Remember where Drake London – remember where we came from. Drafted eighth overall. Drake London was drafted in front of Garrett Wilson. He was drafted in front of Chris Olave, and he did everything that he could as a rookie. Mm. Behind-the-scenes metrics, 29.3% target share. That is the highest among rookie wide receivers since 2014. What was that percentage? Twenty uh, above twenty nine percent target share. Okay, on the three passes per game. I will get there. Okay, and I get it. Marcus Mariota was the guy last year for most of it. It didn't look great. They averaged just over twenty four pass attempts per game. Disgusting. Well, what happens historically when teams pass the ball that little since twenty seventeen? We've had we cry. Oh, yeah. Oh, we weep. We weep. We try our backs on Kyle Pitts. We, we have those no Sean Moreno Oh, the tears. big tear? The, the tears oh. that it, it's inhuman how large the tears are. But since 2017, 13 teams averaging fewer than 30 pass attempts per game. The next year, all but two, all but two increased their passing volume. And the average increase was an extra 51 pass attempts per Season. Game? Oh. <laughs> Dang. This, this is, I wanted that stat to be better. Not, it's not the Tom Brady Buccaneers. So just an example. Seattle, right? 2021. They were throwing the ball 29 times a game. We're all out because it's Miley Cyrus as the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. Mm -hmm. The big hits have not come out yet. He's, he's, still, he, he's still in the Hannah Montana phase. They jumped from 29 to almost 34 pass attempts a game. That's a, actually, that's a big increase. Let me ask you this, right? Last year, last year, is it, it, in, in moving forward, do you project that San Francisco is going to have good fantasy wide receivers? Uh-oh. Because they only threw the ball 29 and a half times per game. Uh-oh. Atlanta was at 24. Okay? That's not a, like, okay. so I'm saying we can absolutely – Get an increase for the Atlanta Falcons. I'm projecting that they will have one. 
Drake London saw 117 targets. That turned into 866 receiving yards. He was historically good. Because since 2014, we've had 11 rookie wide receivers hit 50 receptions and the yards per route run that Drake London was at. Let me, Mike, if you don't mind. Jason, sure. Jason can we chat? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm tuned side, out. Let's sidebar. I'm tuned out. Earmuffs. Do you, do, you, do you think he believes in Desmond Ritter? I do not think he believes in Desmond Ritter. You're supposed to Ritter. put your hand on the other. You put the hand on yeah, the other side. Yeah, I can side. see your lips. <laughs> I do not think he believes in Desmond Ritter. Okay, all right. Never mind. Go on, Mike. But here's the thing. Those, those marks that I told you, 50 receptions and the yards per route run that Drake London saw, sophomore year, eight of the 11, eight of the 11, top 12 the very next year. And the three that didn't, you know the three that didn't? Mike Evans, who had 1,200 yards that year, but only three touchdowns, Debo Samuel, a big fan. He got hurt. He got we hurt. Like Debo? Do we like Debo in this room? Yeah, we're t we're too far south for Debo. We're too far south. Too far south. For but Debo. It, but the point is on Debo. He got hurt. It didn't happen. The very next year, wide receiver two, Terry McLaurin, eleven hundred yards, but only four touchdowns. So that's the only reason that they did not make it into the top twelve. But all three really good wide receivers. Absolutely, that's the point. And, and Drake London. Drake, just watch Drake London play football. He is very, very good. We're all too far down on the Atlanta situation, and what we're 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 too cemented in to the idea that well, they're just they're a run first team. What if they throw it a little bit more? And those numbers I talked about, we've seen the increase. The average increase is fifty pass attempts you per ever, year. You ever been around somebody that's like about to go through what you've already gone through? <laughs> this is a Kyle Pitts take. I was you, man. <laughs> I was you a year ago, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, <laughs> talking into cameras about Kyle Pitts and how their passing volume was going to go up. Oh, to be young again. I will say this. <laughs> I think you bring up compelling arguments for the talent of Drake London, and I buy into those. Uh, okay. I don't know if I believe Desmond Ritter can hit wide receivers regularly enough downfield. Now, like, I, I obviously I love Bijan, but uh -huh. Bijan's passes are like, here you go, just a little, just, just a little scoot, just tap that pass, tap yeah, yeah. that, you gotta tap, tap that pass, you tap that pass, you gotta tap the pass. <laughs> so really, I mean, let's be honest. Your bold prediction is that Drake London is gonna deliver for fantasy football. That is my bold prediction. And then your my guy is gonna be good too, and Garrett Wilson who. Uh, for the future Super Bowl champs, scored a touchdown tonight. Yes. yes, he did from Sir Aaron Rodgers. Jason, Sir, did he get knighted? Did I miss something? He did. He did. Uh, you sound like you're from London. Shout out to. Uh, oh yes. Shout out to uh, someone who traveled that far. The doctor. Hey, if you've been listening to this this podcast for any length of Bonjour. time. Bonjour. The man, the myth, the legend that started the Bonjour bit. Well, Nine I mean, years ago. I started it. But he's from Scotland, and he flew in just for this show. Just for this show. So, so if you're listening to the podcast after it releases Monday, and you're like, oh, man, I'm in Nebraska. <laughs> That's weak. Shame on you. Your stuff's weak. All right, Jason. All right. Let's hear your madness. I am up, and oh, I'm going to talk we're about. We're going with this one. Uh, we're going with this one. I'm going to talk about well, the running oh, back. I hold on, hold on, okay. hold on. You haven't said it yet. Correct. You have a chance to to pivot. 
I would never. Okay. Because this one is so clear and obvious. It's going to happen. I'm saying that the running back 44 right now on average will finish as a top 20 running back this season, and it is none other than Cartavius Tank Bigsby. Top 20 running back this season. Oh, this now, is oh. not. This is. Can I ask you a question? You can ask. One, that's pretty spicy. Yeah. Two, how much of this is because his name isn't Cameron and it's Tank? Look, Tank, Tank's going to get it done. Okay. Tank is a dude. When your nickname is Tank, you're just set up for success. Yeah. You're either tiny. Right. Or you're a tank. Yeah, uh, and and Tank Bigsby's body is ready for an NFL workload. He's, he's six foot two fifteen. He's a real two fifteen. He's the, yeah, a real two fifteen. He's not like soaking wet two fifteen. <laughs> oh hey. yes, I didn't even ask for it. But now I do. Hold on. Jason. I rip off a killer zinger and people start chanting Jason. Yeah. The people know. Keep going. Um, It's because of that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) here's here's my belief in Tank Bigsby. First of all, coming out before the NFL draft, he was my running back four in the in the pre-NFL draft scouting process. You guys know I love Tank Bigsby. I love Zach Charbonnet. And then, of course, Jameer Gibbs is a machine and electric. Agreed. My next favorite running back was Tank Bigsby. Why? Because he's got ideal fantasy football body weight. He has ideal time. He's, he runs a 4.45 at 2.15. That's what I we want. I love size-speed combinations. He catches the ball. He caught 30 passes in his final year at Auburn in the SEC. That's a great number for college. He's also really good. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a, a beef, beef boy. He's a beef boy. He's a beef boy. He's a beef boy. <laughs> uh, he, he's really good. Not a nitty bitty boy. I don't know if I don't know how many they people like on the this. Beef boys. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they like the beef boys. I don't know how many people in this room or listening have had the chance to watch preseason. But if you watch Tank Bigsby this preseason, he has straight up dominated. There's like literally not one play you can show me where he didn't do something better than what should have been done on that play. Even the fumble He, he fumbled today. I haven't seen that one. We're here recording. <laughs> but after that, he, had, he ripped off another big run and had a great game. There's, totally only, there's only one play you can show me from preseason. It's the fumble. But he is really good. And here's what we know about Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson has always run a committee, wants to run a committee. At the end of last year, he talked about getting Travis Etienne some help. He doesn't want he wants to keep Travis Etienne healthy. Travis Etienne is an electric, explosive athlete, but but he has his own problems. Okay. Despite his explosive plays, he's not a tackle breaker. He was stuffed for three or fewer yards at the sixth highest rate among running backs. And on 35 receptions, ETN forced a missed tackle. One single, uno. He forced one missed tackle on 35 receptions. He was also, unfortunately, very inefficient near the goal line. 14 carries inside the five, only three rushing touchdowns. The depth chart behind ETN was just a bunch of jags. 
and I don't mean Jaguars. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, you're correct in both of those. Yeah, things. both of those you, things. You, you, I mean, you're accurate. Ju- just a guy, a jag. Uh, Jamichael Hasty is. Mm. You don't have to name them now. Nothing. That's just rude. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mrs. Hasty. <laughs> That's I was rude to your son. He's, you know, like if I saw him in life, you I'd be like, "That's that. not just a guy. That's right. a man." Yeah. But when I see him on an NFL field, I'm like, "Yeah, okay." Go, go sit on the bench. When I'm safe on my couch. Also, Dougie? Doug Peterson? You, is he here? I don't know. Yeah, Doug? you looked down the crowd like he was here. I don't yeah, know we if Doug Peterson is here. Doug Peterson here? Oh, no, they had a preseason game tonight. Yeah. Yeah, he's not going to be here. But he when you're would, listening later this week. He'd skip that for the show, right? He could. Please don't play Jamichael Hasty. And I mean that only for fantasy purposes of both ETN and Tank Bigsby. But Tank Bigsby is really good. They brought him in. And they're going to run a committee here. That's what they're going to do. I'm not like, ah, I'm not sure. They're going to have both of these players very involved. Travis Etienne is going to get goal line opportunities. Tank Bigsby is not coming in and stealing all the goal line opportunities. Travis Etienne is going to get work in the passing game. Tank's not going to get it all. But Tank is going to get goal line opportunities. He is going to be involved in the passing game. He is going to get a lot of carries. And he's going to get enough usage with his talent and that offense to be a top 20 running back this year, and you can get him as the running back 44. Every single year, there are multiple, at least two top 24 rookie running backs. On average, there are three. Some years, like just a couple years ago, 2020, there were five rookie running backs that were in the top 24. Tank Bigsby is that dude. He's looked great. He's going to earn his way on the field. He's going to break tackles. He's going to score touchdowns. He's going to catch the ball. And then, as an insurance option, I don't want Travis Etienne to go down. He's on my dynasty roster. Etienne have say, a great how does season. This make you feel like you can like Tank and you don't have to dislike Etienne. No, you got him on your dynasty team. Look, I think both of these players are actually good. This is not an anti-Etienne. This is not an Etienne. Where's gets Etienne injured. right now? This is too high. Uh, oh. I agree. He's probably too high right now for where he's drafting or something. But this is a Lindell White and. Christian, uh, Chris, Chris Johnson. Johnson situation. Chris oh. Johnson comes in, rips off 1,200 yards, nine touchdowns. You know what Lindell White had that same year? 15 touchdowns. This is Yeah, a, but he had him on 15 yards. This is a Mark Ingram, yeah. Alvin Kamara situation. Lindell White, beef boy. Beef boy. <laughs> yeah, that's a beef that's boy. That's a beef boy. That, that's a beef man. And he was, uh, wasn't he USC? You don't know? I would think Los Angeles young, would be aware. So that is my prediction, and I – you know, I think some people will look at it and say, man, that's really spicy. The running back 44 is going to finish top 20. I think other people, smart people, be like, of course he is, Jason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course he is. Well, they chanted for you during it. I expect one more, crowd. They- I expect one more today. Oh, oh, there it is. It's over. I expect 17 more. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. I mean, the problem now. Is that I know what your second bold prediction is. Yeah, baby. You're going to love it. And you are going to be the favorite, not just because you have a T-shirt cannon that you said you were going to buy with your own money, but then you used the company not. credit no, I card. Used, I used your money. Our money. Our money. Yeah. <laughs> I paid for a third of it. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. Um, my second bold prediction. This is hot. It's not a team you hate winning the Super Bowl. It's actually, which, I mean... That was a surprise reaction Um, because the Jets haven't been in the playoffs. But listen, we haven't had a 15-touchdown year 
from a wide receiver since Cup in 21, and it was Cooper Cup. Thank you. Okay, he's good. Hey, we're back. I see Cooper Cup jerseys everywhere. We're back. But here's the thing. We haven't had three wide receivers do it in the same season since 2007. That is a 16-year wait, and it ends this year. Three wideouts with 15 or more touchdowns. Now, see, they're booing because one of them isn't Cooper Cup. Okay, so okay, okay. We've got some people. How's that feel? It feels great. Yeah, it feels real good. Honestly, much better than the booze. What am I, chopped um, liver? What am I, what am I doing wrong? We'll see. We'll see, Drake London. Um, <laughs> here's the deal. Three wideouts. 15 touchdowns for Drake London. Uh, uh, that's too <laughs> late. It's too late. I don't believe you. Three wideouts, 15-plus touchdowns each. Jamar Chase. DK Metcalf. Ultra Bloss. AJ Brown. Okay. Which we what? got some big AJ Brown fans in the it, house. It is crazy to me. The Eagles that, fans are like a virus. They're everywhere. <laughs> it's crazy to me that you have three wide receivers getting yeah. 15 touchdowns, and it's not Cooper Cup and it's not Tyree Kill. No. That's it's now, not Justin Jefferson. Now, let me, let me it's going to be a legendary production. Let me ask you real quick. If let's say Three wide receivers score 15. I'll but take partial credit, yes. But it's, it's yeah. Chase yes. Hill. You'll take yes. credit? Yes. Okay. I will show the clips from the show without the names. Look, I would. <laughs> yeah, you would. Uh, Three th- wide receivers. Th- Justin Jefferson. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I could do this for me. Cooper um, Cup. There have been 17, 15-plus receiving touchdown years since 2000. And some wild names. Randy Moss is three of them. Cool. Three of those baby. seasons. Including, what, 25? That was a good year. Um, but Braylon Edwards, anybody remember Braylon Edwards? Oh yeah. How about Dwayne Bow? <laughs> we had Jordy Nelson who did it on 96 targets. Remember that's, I said those Aaron Rodgers targets are valuable. Yep. Here's the thing. 76% of those oh, six no. foot one inch or taller. Oh no. So you gotta be big. You gotta be strong. <laughs> gotta be beefy. Gotta be a beef boy. Um, the NFL, it's that bustling diner, and you want people to cook up those delicious gourmet touchdown burgers for they you. They are delicious. And you got to find the chefs that can cook them up. Jamar Chase is really the easiest one to project. Now, I don't know if you know this. Who do you think is the number one, according to Vegas, in terms of odds to have double-digit touchdowns? It's not – is it Jamar? Yeah, it's Jamar Chase. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. It's Jamar Chase. Cooper Cup is second in that list. Um, but Jamar Chase, literally, he's on pace for a touchdown every 11.9 targets. And that's 15 every 180. And he was on pace for 190 targets last year. So his basic being a part of the NFL math adds up to 15-plus in a season. He's got 22 of them in the last two years. Check that box. But what about the old teammates, you know, the ones that took those pictures? together where it made A.J. Brown look small, mm-hmm. but he wasn't. Former college teammates, Ole Miss. Here's the thing. When you were a true alpha in year four, which I'm defining that as being over eight targets in a game, which both of those guys are, if you do it again the next year and you're over 6-1, your path to 15 touchdowns is actually – it's pretty simple because 
Anybody who does that, two straight years, year four, year five, eight-plus targets, you average 12 touchdowns. Right. You average 12 touchdowns the next year. Cooper Cup did it. Devontae Adams did it. Hopkins did it. Des Bryant did it, which is kind of my comp. People like Des Bryant. People hate Des Bryant. Continue. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm going to be brief with these two guys, but DK Metcalf led the NFL. 21 end zone targets last year. We went back. We watched every single one of them. He only had six touchdowns on them. That's going to swing the other direction. He is the Des Bryant of this generation. The end zone targets, no JSN, I'm sorry to say, to start the year most likely. And then A.J. Brown is really close to what Jamar Chase did. He averages a touchdown every 12.6 targets. Jamar Chase was just around 11. Right behind him, he's got Tyler Lockett to compete with, but or I'm sorry, he, he's A.J. Brown's got Devontae Smith to compete with, but he is a big man, three 15-plus touchdown wide receivers this year. That's you can a book, lot. Book it. That's a lot. And that Cooking would be... them juicy burgers. I think the, I think the bold part to me, even, even though it hasn't been done in, what would you say, 16 years? That's pretty crazy. Like, that's a bold Just prediction. Just having three? Like Just I having left three in off? general. But Dang the it. fact that you specifically named the three, yeah, that seems just like calling your own shot that you didn't need to do. I know. It was dumb. Like, uh, like uh, Babe Ruth, you don't have to point. Yeah. You, you could just go crush the ball. But, but when the, he crushes it to where he pointed. That's a baseball reference, yeah, everybody. Yeah, and he also called me Babe Ruth. I like that. Um, can I leave for yours? <laughs> Seriously? Like, do I have to oh, stay here? Oh, I forgot about this one. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. You want the, you want the T-shirt? Cannon, you could just point it right at my No, no. I'll point oh. it at myself. <laughs> Here's the deal. Jason had a top 20 running back from, from the depths. Boo this man. I have a running back who's going in the fifth round right now who is going to finish as a top 10 running back because he has not only one strong leg. He has two strong legs. <laughs> Yes! Feed me! Oh, they don't like it. They don't like it. J.K. Dobbins, top 10 fantasy running back. Have you been drinking? Not yet. Here's the deal. So let's look at last year. And you saved, to be fair, I went on a rant against J.K. Dobbins. Yes. Which I thought was just incredible, like an incredible argument, very persuasive. I listened to some of it. You listened to some of it. And you, you held back. I did. Because you knew you were going to be here tonight. Yes, I, I held back the, the, our, most of the argument last year. Let's talk about the story of J.K. Dobbins. Last year, coming off the injury, gets into Twitter beef with Ian Rappaport, promises that he'll be there day one for training camp. With two legs. With, with two strong mm-hmm. legs. It doesn't happen. In no. fact, he misses, Just the, kidding. he misses the beginning of the year, and he comes back, and it is bad, right? Gets on the field week three for about four games. He averages 3.5 yards per carry. Just This is not, this, this is not the J.K. Dobbins that we saw as a rookie. Gets a cleanup surgery, and he heals up. Takes his time, and he comes back, and we have four more games of J.K. Dobbins. 
He was the running back 14, averaging seven yards per carry. His first game back. His first Someone game has back. Him in dynasty over there. He was a top 10 running back. His first game back over that month, he averaged 100 rushing yards per game. And you might say, well, look, I need a pass catching running back. We have to have that for the upside. And yes, for the true yeah, I'd like that. Yes, that's, please. That's why we've, I stopped the number at top 10. <laughs> I couldn't get any spicier than that. Looked back over the, uh, the past five years. Here's the guys that finished in the top 15 and what they did. Okay? Mixon, Chris Carson, Nick Chubb, Cordero Patterson. That was a fun year. And Jamal Williams. Their averages over that time, we're talking just over 1,000 rushing yards and 11.6 total touchdowns. That's the total. That you need to make it to the top ten, and you're like a thousand, a thousand, and then eleven point yes six touchdowns. Correct, okay. total touchdowns. And you're like, but Lamar Jackson, he's a running quarterback. He's going to steal all the touchdowns. Is he? <laughs> Is you he? sure about that? You sure? You sure about that? You sure about that? Because over the last five years, teams with a quarterback who rushed for seven hundred yards, I'd I'd call that a prolific running quarterback. Sure, they're running backs had 15 total touchdowns on average. And four of those teams were Lamar Jackson teams where the Ravens running backs averaged 16 total touchdowns. Can I, can I tell you something real quick? Please. I did see this part in your notes, and I <laughs> totally ignored it. I was not a fan. Did you think I would ignore it? No. Yeah. I tried to delete it. So, look, double digits. That's what we need from J.K. Dobbins. There's all the Todd Monken stuff, of course. We, we talk about we love the, the speed of the game, higher pass rate. Well, what did Todd Monken do uh, in, for Cleveland for Nick Chubb? Well, Nick Chubb went from 192 carries to 298. Nick Chubb saw 49 targets that year. Nick Chubb, is Nick Chubb a pass catcher? No, we he would is all not. Say, no, but the year that he had Todd Monken, 49 targets. And now I'm not saying that J.K. Dobbins is Nick Chubb because then I'd be like, J.K. Dobbins is going to be a top three running back, but I stopped it at a top 10. And this is okay. – here's, here's what I admit. Dobbins in the top 10, it's spicy. It is a projection, but he's really freaking good. Players since the NFL merger. I thought you were going to just say players that are really good <laughs> historically have been good. And in my opinion, <laughs> he's very good. Since the NFL merger. So I went back. You went to the merger. I went into the time machine. Mm. What year was that? Out of the 70s? I don't know. Who, who pays attention? Running backs, if you had a, running backs with 130 plus attempts who averaged over six yards per carry in a season. Barry Sanders. Okay, good Excuse guy. me, Mike. Uh, the NFL merger was June 8th, 1966. Continue. Oh, okay. So even further back than I thought. It's super far ago. No one remembers Before the 60s. Before the beginning of time. Here's those names. Barry Sanders, Adrian Peterson, OJ Simpson, Jamal Charles, CJ Spiller. CJ Spiller is the outlier. What, what, guys. No, no, no. no. Move on. Move on. We're past move OJ. On. Uh, Mercury Morris. To, Mercury Morris? To his credit and mine, I don't know who he is. Great name, though. And, yeah, oh, it truly is. And J.K. Dobbins. And you might say, Mike, 130 attempts, that's quite the convenient cutoff point, and you're right. <laughs> <laughs> For a bold prediction show, that's your cutoff it point. It certainly is because all those guys had way more than 130 carries. But let's talk about – let's go to the pass catching. Mark Ingram, running back eight in 2019 with 29 targets. 
J.K. Dobbins comes to town, and those targets absolutely vanish, and Dobbins had 24 as a rookie. And again, Nick Chubb with Todd Monken, 49 targets. And you're like, you guys even remember this? You know, Devonta Freeman was on the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, I remember, yeah. 42 targets for Devonta Freeman, who was washed at that point. He's very clean. Yes. Oh, I mean, just, just, yeah. just like head to toe, sponge bath, take, taking care of every just, day. Just, just premium soap. Soups washed. But the point is, it's not actually. Like Thielen? Oh, no. Me? You, don't, you don't wash ghosts. It's me, Adam Thielen. Young hey, hold on, hold on. I'm peeling back the curtain for a second. Which for me? For sound check, he did this for like an hour. He did my, like an hour of his Adam Thielen impersonation. It was bones, good. My bones are brittle, boys. Don't throw me the ball. Um, he did score yesterday. Uh, yeah, he had a very yeah. he had a, he had a very good game. But the me point and that guy, I love him. The point is, we've seen a running back for this Baltimore Ravens team in the old busted offense get 42 targets. So 42 targets is not impossible for J.K. Dobbins to unlock some of that upside. Plus, I just need 1,100 on the ground for a player who's crazy talented, like I said, in a month when he finally had two – well, actually, no, that was one strong leg. One strong leg averaging seven yards per carry. He's a great player. He's going to be on a great offense, and I think that top 10 bold prediction is in the range of outcomes. What do you think, Jay? So – Pretty stupid, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, there, there it is. is. There it is. He's so handsome. Well, yeah. He's so cool. Uh, oh, I, the chance stopped yeah, immediately. Yeah. He's so handsome. He's so cool. They're like, <laughs> I don't want him to think that. Everyone be quiet. Um, I, you know, I, I, I do believe J.K. Dobbins is an actually really talented running back. I do believe in the Baltimore Ravens offense. There's a lot to be scared of when it comes to the mobile quarterback, Go the to passing church. volume, but I, I want to bet on the Ravens offense and the talent and actually the depth chart. Justice Hill's had a great preseason. Don't scare me. I mean, Justice Hill is irrelevant. What about Melvin Gordon? Yeah, like I'm, J.K. Dobbins is, is head and shoulders above everyone else in that, in that room, and I think that if they're playing fast, which is the Monken way, you just don't. You don't have guys come out as often. I think J.K. Dobbins is going to be on the field a lot. So I'm, I, I mean, obviously it's bold to be like top ten. I wouldn't, I wouldn't see that as the uh, probable outcome. But I'm, I'm in on Dobbins. Fifteen touchdowns and he'll do it. Eleven point six and he'll do it. Listen, <laughs> I will say this: I had the decency in all of my anti Todd Monken Ravens hype train situation. Sure to not bring up the Cleveland years because that was a Freddie Kitchens offense, and then you used that for Monken? <laughs> Sorry. He was on. there. Jason, it's Panda Bear time. Uh, actually, it's not. This is just what the heart wants and what the heart believes. Going into the My Guys episode, and you guys can attest, I had such a hard time because here's who I actually wanted my three my guys to be. Oh, uh, now he wants credit for yeah. four guys. Look, oh, I, I know this. I really wanted it, but I, I couldn't allow myself is, to do it. You're yeah. the one in charge, chicken. No, this is what happened. You guys were there. This is a real story. I wanted Justin Herbert, Justin Fields, and, and Mark Andrews, but I didn't want three onesies. 
And so I took out Justin Herbert so that I could talk about his true ceiling on a bold prediction because my bold prediction right now is that this season, Justin Herbert has 50 total touchdowns and finishes as the quarterback number one. What? They're standing up, Jason. Yeah, they're standing up. No, not that guy. He's leaving. He's leaving. Well, that, that guy's leaving. But he's, to be fair, he is still standing. That's a guy that had Justin Herbert last year, and he walked off. I've heard enough. All right, Justin Herbert, so, 50 total how touchdowns. How many? 50 total touchdowns. That finishes as the quarterback 50? number one. This is. That's not. Uh, no. This, you didn't add touchdowns due to that is, drink? This is from the, the Russian motherland. <laughs> All right. How many people have had 50 total all-purpose touchdowns in the past. There have been four. Tom Brady. <laughs> you didn't even give us a chance Peyton, to answer it. I, I, it was rhetorical, bro. Yeah. Peyton Manning, Patrick Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers. And the fifth time happens this season. Those are dream seasons. Those are seasons that win fantasy championships. Andy, do you remember personally the Peyton Manning 50-touchdown season? Well, let me ask Mike. Do you remember the Peyton Manning 50-touchdown season? Yeah. Why do you guys remember that season? Because I lost in the championship. Why did you lose in the championship? Because Peyton Manning probably threw eight <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. fun. When you that was a really good time. When you have those type of seasons. How is that possible? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Those are, those, are, those are outlier seasons, but they are special. And there is a mixture happening here for Justin Herbert, both good and bad, that I think is a perfect fantasy recipe for success the bad is what happened last year last year he threw 25 total touchdowns so you're looking at double I, i'm looking at double what he did last year last year he threw the third most passes in nfl history 477 and somehow only threw 25 touchdowns and you say well you know maybe that's outlier it's an outlier for him he came in and threw 31 touchdowns as a rookie. He is good at throwing touchdowns. How many is 31 as a rookie? Oh, I don't know. 31. The all-time <laughs> NFL record. No one has ever done that no, except and, for Justin Andy Herbert. Andy was right. 31's 31. 31 is the answer. Great answer, Andrew. Thank you. <laughs> he, he is really good. I don't think I need to, like, I don't need to make the case. No, you, you do not. You watch the film and you go, man, that guy's good. He, quarterbacks with 12,000 passing yards through their first three seasons, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Justin Herbert. End of list. He's that Here, good. Here's what's crazy is if you believe it, it's your bold prediction, so, you know, you're against the odds. But you got to remember Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker and Julius Thomas and how good the other weapons yes. were, could they all be good if your dream comes true? That is the point. The point is he has the weapons and the cast to do it. No one has ever done it without a, a smorgasbord of guys mm. who can score touchdowns. Peyton had it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had it. And, and truly, Justin Herbert has it this year. Last year, you want to know why he only threw 25 touchdowns? It's because he lost... Because I drafted Half him. the season of Keenan Allen. He last, lost a quarter of the season of Mike Williams. He lost the entire season of Jalen Guyton. He broke his ribs in week two. He, he didn't run for any touchdowns, which that's part of this. It's not just passing. This is all-purpose touchdowns. He averages four touchdowns a year. He had 300 rushing yards the year before. On the ground. He had zero last year. That is legitimately a, a pretty outlier. He... 
14 quarterbacks had 50 rushing attempts last year. He's the only one who didn't have a rushing touchdown. He will have rushing touchdowns added to his list. If he gets up near 7% touchdown rate with Kellen Moore, with Mike Williams, with Keenan Allen, with Austin Eckler, a first-round draft pick in Quentin Johnston, a great red zone option in Gerald Everett. You still have Josh Palmer. You, you have Jalen Guyton. I don't even know what they're cheering that, for. I but think that was a Jared, Gerald Everett cheer. Oh, God. Oh, All right. Yeah. 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 What's that? What's that, baby? For those at home, Jason is now arming a T-shirt cannon. The first ever on podcast recording. You, Explosion of a T-shirt cannon. You didn't put a T-shirt in it, Jason. Jay, there was no T-shirt in there. You didn't put a T-shirt <laughs> in the T-shirt cannon. You left it out. We, <laughs> I was sitting on the T-shirt. Yes. He just uh, shot I just I need more Jasons. Nothing. I need more Jasons. He shot nothing. Good. Oh, this is good audio. Go, yeah. Baby. This is good audio. Wait, let me get the mic. No, the mic's got it. The mic picked it up. Oh, well, that was, uh, is that right. how your prediction's gonna go? No, no, the it's not. limp. So, I think oh, with they booed the teacher. <laughs> You're gonna have to load up oh, later. I'm really upset right now. Continue after this show. I am. I am gonna really cost some insurance money with this. I'm gonna load it. Up. I'm gonna crank it. Um. So, I I think with Kellen Moore's arrival, um. <laughs> There is get back into your point. There is a path to it. And I, I did the math because I, I thought about this beforehand. I was like, is this actually doable? Is this, is this actually realistic? Can it happen? And obviously for it to happen, everyone has to have a good season. But Big Mike, he, he's had sure. double-digit touchdowns before. Give him 10. Sure. Keenan Allen last year, second half of the season, he was on pace for eight and a half. Give him eight. Okay. Austin Eckler has averaged over the last two years uh, – I believe seven touchdowns give him six receiving touchdowns. Quinton Johnson is a first-round rookie. First-round rookies that play the whole season average, I think it's 6.5 touchdowns per season. Give him six. Gerald Everett's a touchdown machine. Give him seven. Hmm. Josh Palmer has averaged over the last two years four. Uh, four rushing touchdowns is, is his average for Justin Herbert. If Donald Parham gets two, that means between Jalen Guyton and Isaiah Spiller, Trey Mc kitty whoever just need two more i mean you realize that his sophomore season justin herbert had 41 touchdowns and then he comes out week one looks like a superstar week two loses all his weapons breaks his ribs he is a great value this year because he was six, a disappointment why don't you go up to 60 if i went up to a number andy you know what that number would be Yeah. How did you not go 55? Uh, it, oh, my goodness I just gracious. Did. I, I just gave just a 55 shout-out. Let's move the show along. Um, you love Justin Herbert. I hope, it's, I hope it works out for you. It was hard last year. The expectations were there. Before we get into the mailbag, mm -hmm. which I hope everybody out there is ready, I do have to get one quick bonus. Jason Moore, bold prediction, because – Historically, you have picked the NFL team that is being hyped that will let everybody down. Yeah. And you have been pretty correct on that. M mostly You did accurate. say 
It would be the beginning of the end when Brady won a title. Yes, that was that was a their fantasy options weren't all great. So do you have that team before we get into the mailbag? Yeah, so I would have gone with the Jets. Uh <laughs> right. But I wouldn't do that to you on the bold prediction where you say they win the Super Bowl. They already did it to me. Uh, yeah, they, they, they shamed you. Um, you know, you're all going to remember, I every was, one of you. I was looking around, and I don't think you're going to like this team either, Andy, but I do think that there is more fragility to a team that right now is the, I believe, second highest odds to be in the Super Bowl. They are assumed to be great. All their weapons are great. They are drafted to be great. Blah, 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 blah. I think there's a lot of fragility to the San Francisco 49ers. Wow. That's the biggest pop of the night. Yeah, because you've got that we're in California. We got lovers and haters here. Sure. But you have Okay. You have okay. a you you know, you you have a Mr. Irrelevant quarterback that isn't really proven and is also coming off of a huge elbow injury. Sure. Yeah. And should something happen to him, that is Sam Darnold is not the answer. That is spicy. So I just think there's a lot of mouths to feed. You Could don't believe be in Sam Darnold anymore, huh? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. All right. Are we ready for the mailbag drop? We need everybody. Everybody. Al, Lights are you up. ready? Lights up. Are we ready? Are we ready? We're going to get the Let's lights. Let's go. The, the, the lights on the people. Let's go. The house. Mailbag. Mailbag. That was pretty good. Beautiful. That was awesome. Uh, into the mailbag we go. Oh, nice man. hat. Thank you. My name is Aiden. I'm here from here in Los Angeles, California. Um, whose house? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so last year, Jamal Williams was an RB1 in fantasy, uh, being the ground and pound guy for the Detroit Lions. Sure. So... Now to bring up my my guy of the year, David Montgomery. Sir, this is not your podcast. <laughs> because I think he has the same upside because he is an even better running back playing the same position, and he's in the seventh round. Do you think he has that level of value and upside? And if so, if so or if not, what? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, no, it's a so good David question. Mon yeah, David Montgomery. Yeah, I mean, the counterpart to the, the uh, thunder to the lightning of Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, absolutely. for Jamal to do what he did last year, and I'll I'll toss to you guys for your thoughts. But you have to have one part like he's a he's a good goal line running back, sure. But you also have to have some luck on your side to have you, that many opportunities. Like we're not pretending Lindale White of you know Beef Boy yesteryear. He wasn't a superstar. He had a outlier type of season, and that I view Jamal more that way. But Montgomery's a different player. I think he's probably a more well-rounded, more talented back than where Jamal is in his career. I don't know if you'd agree with that. What do you I, think? I, I put him on pretty equal footing. Uh, Diva Montgomery has been a volume running back for fantasy purposes. He's been, you know, fine, but he's, he's also been inefficient. And I think it's, it just comes down to the luck of like, gee, guys don't get that many opportunities from the goal line. And the fact that Jameer Gibbs was drafted where he is, sure, he's smaller. Montgomery projects as the goal line running back. What if they say we're not going to run? We're we're going to pass because we have Jameer Gibbs. So I think that there is there's an opportunity. David Montgomery is a very interesting draft pick who I think is like I like his ADP, but I'm not going uh, I'm not going Jamal for him. Yeah, when when I 
when I started to stat people out for the UDK, I was I was pretty bullish on David Montgomery. As time has gone on, I have cooled quite a bit because um, two reasons. One, I've I've realized the importance of really, really, really going for upside in your draft, not just like. He's going to only finish good in games he has a touchdown in, but I want someone that could just be awesome. Right where he's going is Javante Williams, is James Cook, guys who could break out, break out, not just fall into the end zone a handful of times. And the second reason is that the, the touchdowns for David Montgomery, inside the five, he's never really been great. You know, rookie year, 18 attempts, only five touchdowns, 14 attempts, only four touchdowns. 12 attempts, 5. Last year, he, he does have he a had, much better offensive line Yes, now. a much better offensive line. I do think he'll have a lot of attempts. He will be the goal line back. That's not Jameer Gibbs. He's just not the type of cool player I want to draft. Maybe Jameer Gibbs was the goal line back, though. Maybe. maybe. I, I maybe think like both him, of them could be go. on the field yep. at the That's same time. That's a good time. question. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. Yeah. Next question. All right. What do we got here? Hi there. My name is John Ortman. Hey, John. Fellow Arizonian. Nice. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> a little cooler here. Yeah. So my question is, uh, we all did hear your My Guys episode. Hopefully. Everybody's here. Heard it. Yes. Of course. The world heard. Yes. So my main question is, from each of you, who is the one player that you're drafting, regardless of ADP, just to make sure that he is on your team? Okay, so in eighty, the question is: This is an ADP question. Who are you willing to essentially reach, reach around re on? You reach, 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 reach one four, round on, reach, reach four, reach four, eight, reach one single round. You're going to draft them earlier round. than other people are drafting yeah. around the ADP universe. Yeah, stop doing that with your hand. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'll, I'll jump in because. Look, in the, in the first four rounds, you I don't want to reach drastically like Agreed. for 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 my guys, you know, like Chris Olave, I'll I'll be really aggressive, but for me it's it's uh Well, they're being drafted so high already that that would yeah, moving exactly. up around is kind of so, difficult. To me, like once you hit round 6, who go get the players that you want to get, the ones that you think have the upside and uh it, for me it would be Khalil Herbert, Chicago Bears running back. Who's going? I think. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's he's going in. Uh, I think like around the ninth, but it's like he's a starting running back. And if you went really wide receiver heavy, and you're in the seventh, you're like, no, I got to start making sure I have guys who will get touches. Draft Khalil. I'll say Dalton Kincaid. Okay. Okay. Simply because if I have to draft him in the ninth instead of the tenth, I'm getting upside. Maybe the number two target. And I'm not drafting the kind of pedestrian numbers of like a Comet or maybe an Everett or maybe a Higby. Well, uh, Everett's apparently having seven touchdowns is what I've Yeah, heard. we figured that out. That's so right. for me, it's Kincaid. I'd reach a round. Singular. Jason. Um, this is a player we, we talk about in fantasy football in analysis, stay water. This is a player I was not in on in the offseason, and I have completely changed. He's in the fifth round right now. And if I need a running back in the fourth round, I'm willing to take him there to make sure I get him right now. And it is surprisingly mm -hmm. Damian Pierce. Okay. I this think is a full. It's a full 180. I mean, I was, I was really out on Damian Pierce coming in to this offseason. But what we've seen from camp, his utilization, his talent from last year, I think that a fourth round draft capital is replaceable. That doesn't guarantee he's replaced. And right now, 
He's he looks absolutely like not replaced. Yeah. He's the guy, and he's he's talented enough. He's also been in on passing downs. So, I mean, if you want to talk about a guy in that fourth, fifth round that could finish as as an RB one, I don't love the team, but his his okay. talent and opportunity is there. So that would be the guy I would reach on. Thanks for the question. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, appreciate buddy. it. Next question. Whoa. Okay. Oh, the muth is loose. What's up, buddy? What's hey, your name? Uh, my name's Travis. I actually, I'm from Kansas City, but I flew in from Tennessee. So awesome. I don't know if anybody awesome. else came here from very far, but I want to ask. There's guys a, a guy question. from Scotland. So Scotland. Yeah. I hear there's somebody from farther. Really? Farther than Scotland? Farther than Scotland. Who? Wh what's farther than Scotland? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's the end of the earth. <laughs> the end of the earth? Well, we'll get there. Yeah. What's your question, buddy? Uh, so when you're in a three-team keeper league. What should you look at as a draft analysis for valuing future for kind of players such as like youth, tr contracts, sure. and just kind of the teams that they're on and how they'll evolve? Is it, it what are the keeper penalties? As like, what do you pay? Do you pay the, the round you drafted them in? Do you pay ADP? What, what's the. Specifically in our league, we don't actually have a penalty okay, around so these keepers. Okay, so it's just free, for so it's free keepers. So yep. you can usually look at top of the draft board. That's, okay. that's how ours is as well. I'll hop in first. You give absolutely zero farts. Um, <laughs> you don't care at all. In a three-keeper three yeah. league, draft Derrick Henry and don't worry about his next season. There are so many players like a Damian Pierce that will come out of nowhere that's going to crack your top three that you need. Draft the best players. It's so rare that the three players that you think at the beginning of the year are going to be your keepers end up your keepers even if you have guys that are youthful and have great potential, like you end up with that changing, you know, trades, players that you drafted later in the draft that end up developing. It's just so rare to have that happen that I think over-focusing on youth or like having them on your roster. Now, do you, do you get to keep them indefinitely? Do you have to give them back after a couple of years? So we don't have any restrictions based off of it. So yeah, you so are able to continue for the career. So yeah. like if I draft Bijan, I can have him for the entire life of his career. Sure. If so I want. Yeah, Bijan's a little different, but like it, it really doesn't bother me if in a redraft, not a keeper, if someone wants to call their shot and say, I'm taking Bijan at the 101, I don't think it's like a ridiculous thing to do. Yeah. So in a, in a keeper league, yeah, you draft someone like Bijan whenever you want. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, guys. You, Next and I think it's final last question. question. It's the final question. It's an empty microphone. Who do we got? Who do we got, Josh? There we go. He's approaching. Which we, hey, we need walkout music here. Got the Keenan jersey on. Hey, before you jump in, hey, shout out to the people who have the courage to come up here. Like, there's a spotlight on this person in front of a thousand people of their peers. So, just just want to say. I commend the now courage. Don't screw up. Yeah. yeah. Also, what's a your dumb question? A lot of pressure. <laughs> like a million people listening. Uh, well, what's up, fellas? What's my up? name is My name is Kyle. What's and, up, Kyle? Uh, my question has to do with whether or not you're comfortable with drafting multiple rookies as foundational pieces of your roster. For example, I love both Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs. I've drafted sure. them as my RB1 and RB2, and part of me likes that, but part of me also wonders if that's too risky because they're both rookie running backs. So I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are on that. I mean, I would say that that, does, that really does not scare me in the slightest. People like this question. Because, look, <laughs> The, uh, we've, we've rattled off the stats of 
of running backs with that draft capital at that age. It just it works out. They both That's, have they both have a pass catching uh, superpower. So in anyone like any player can have a bad year. So go for the players who can have elite years. Well, I was just going to say it's a lot easier with Bijan and Jameer Gibbs, yes. who are both top 12 picks yes. in the NFL draft. So you know that they're going to have day one opportunities. Traditionally, some rookie running backs, it takes a while. So if you draft them to be foundational, you better have some pivot options because you might get what you wanted back half of the year. Yeah, but those are the only two foundational options in this year's draft. Yeah, like the I, next highest the drafted rookie is, rookies in is, general, is seventh round Jordan Addison. And I am fine. Like if you watch our mock drafts, I load up on the rookies. I will leave every single draft with four rookies. If I can get Tank Bigsby and Kendra Miller along with a Jordan Addison and, and one of those two stud running backs, I, I'm thrilled but to you do that. But you wouldn't start maybe Addison and Flowers week one. No, no. I mean, so but, it, it, if they're foundational, you might not have that chance to, sure, to but lock it, them in to start the year. Right, but if, if I'm drafting those two players, it's the seventh round, the ninth round. I have other players to start, and I want the upside at the end of the season that those rookies bring. And, and really, truly, like rookie draft picks are usually where – success is found and if they're not I mean the, you know most of these rookies are ninth round or later if they don't hit whatever move on but there's usually the people next to them that you're drafting that aren't rookies that you've seen for a while they I'm, break out at a, at a at a at a lower rate another way to answer it would be if you drafted Bijan first and then you're coming up on a pick I'm not avoiding Jameer Gibbs just because I drafted a rookie mm -hmm. you're not really considering that so thanks, thanks for sir. the question All right, we want to thank Underdog Fantasy for helping us put on this yeah. amazing event. We want to thank Spotify and the NFL this past week and for their hospitality. Got to spend some time there. Saw SoFi for the first time. It was awesome. Uh, working with them on a media partnership for the Dynasty Show, if you guys have checked that out. And um, don't go anywhere, because if you're here in the building, we're going to come back out in a little while, do a Q&A for anybody who wants to hang around. It's going to be a lot of fun. And mm -hmm. for those listening at home, that Q&A is going to be part of the footcast this upcoming Thursday. It's probably time for Jason to use the T-shirt cannon <laughs> again. Make sure thank you put you. a T-shirt in. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, you so awesome. much, everybody. We'll be right back. Listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com and follow us on Twitter at the FF Ballers. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. 
That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.